And here we are, episode 14. Seems like a long time since we've done this. Yeah, it, it, it's shocking we've actually kept this up for two whole weeks. I don't, I, well, <laughs> it seems like we've kept it up for 14, 14 weeks. weeks. Jesus Christ, that's like, uh, longer than we've done and a half anything months else. Ever. Yeah, I don't um, think I've worked that long. <laughs> no. Um, no, so, but it seems like a long time since we've been recording, I think, because the last one we did was on Friday. So yeah. we're at eight days now, which is yeah. a, which is a bigger gap than normal. That would account for why I was like, I need to get to the podcast. I need to talk. I, I, I got to talk to someone. Yeah. I got to get it out of my system. <laughs> I got to say stuff. Yeah. Somebody's got to not listen to me. Okay. So, um, yeah, we're episode 14. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And uh, today we thought we'd start out with a little bit of convention talk. Uh, as we're getting into the summer months, conventions usually start to crop up. I know uh, Sasquatch was last weekend. That's Not, what, what is that? That's a music festival oh, held right. in uh, uh, the Gorge. Right, right. Uh, usually get a lot of good bands there, but this isn't a music podcast, so we won't be talking about that. Yeah. We will, however, be talking about things like E3 and uh, uh, WWDC. Yes. <laughs> so why, why don't we split this right down the middle? You go ahead and talk about E3. <laughs> it's apparently, you know what's weird? This is the first year uh, that I didn't know E3 was coming months in advance. Is that because you haven't been paying attention? I haven't been paying attention. I think I've just been so busy with uh, work and stuff Podcasting. the last couple months. Creating my own podcast and, yeah. and uh, working uh, nine to five. You should have told me I could have prepped everything else. I know that. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, I just haven't been able to pay attention to like the the, all of the the game news. Um, So when is E3? Next week, I believe. June 5th through the 7th. That would sound about next week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And where is it being held? Uh, no, I think it's usually in L.A. Our, our show prep as well, always so is amazing. You know what's weird is like <laughs> I always want to imagine that it's in Vegas because all really good conventions should be in Vegas. Not that I've ever been to a convention in Vegas, but it just seems like um, there's no reason to... If, if you, you're having a convention, it seems like it should be in Vegas. And again, just because... Well, that's where you see all the people walking around with little name tags that said, Hi, I'm a plumber and I'm at the plumber's convention. Uh, well, here, here's what I'm thinking. If if I want... If I got a convention and I'm, I'm setting it up, what do I want as many people as there as I can cram into whatever convention center I've got? Right. Uh, that means I need um, lots, lots of room of con- for them to stay, which means I want some place with a lot of hotels. I think and where has more hotels in one consolidated location than Vegas? Um, this sounds roughly like a geography question, so I'm going to go ahead and agree with you. I don't think there is. I mean, <laughs> th- I don't know that this is factual. There could be other places in the world, but but it just seems like Vegas is set up to be convention central. Um, so yeah, I, I did do some double checking on this wonderful internet thing. Have you yeah. heard of this? I've I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is in L.A. It is in L.A. I was right. Which I, yeah, it's fine. I wouldn't want to go to L.A. I'm not a big fan. Yeah, but I know <laughs> there's people that love going to E3. Um, and a couple of years ago, it kind of changed from being, uh, they, they were supposed to make a change. And I think it was like supposed to be like, hey, it's no longer going to be open to the public. We're going to cut down on some of like the, um, you know, the, the scale of it. But right. I think it's kind of just growing back into what it was before, which is I think what people really want. Yeah, so what are some of the uh, big, uh, exciting news coming out of uh, E3? Okay, so again, I haven't been paying attention. <laughs> so you can um, speak authoritatively. I, I, I cannot. But the two things that in the five minutes ago when we were like, I was like, oh, wait, E3's next week. And actually, I, I can't talk about that. Anyway, um, the uh, when we were looking at the internets right. two, two, two minutes ago, uh, I saw two things that immediately popped for me. The first one was the Zenir Gears of War coming out. Um, and, and Gears of War is a video game. Yeah, and it's part <laughs> of the reason that I haven't had time to do other stuff is because every Thursday night I play Gears of War with some people in some private matches that we have. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of a weekly nerd off eight to twelve, you know, four hours a week. Uh, yeah, killing each other um, feels good. Seems healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 I've it, it's just a. For me, it's been a really good addictive game where you go, I want to do more. Uh, you know, I right. think about it. By the time Tuesday comes around, I'm like, is it? No, no, no. That's It's not till Thursday night that I get it. I got a couple of days yeah. until. Yeah. So uh, it, are they expecting any major game revisions, anything that, uh, or is it just kind of a new storyline to run through with uh, slightly better well, graphics? I don't think they've said uh, very much, although it does look like the, the rumor says that. Uh, the studio that's going to be working on it is uh, People Can Fly, who did uh, Bulletstorm uh, about 
must Boltstormer think came out about a year ago. Okay. Um, was published by Epic, so the same people who who do uh, Gears of War, and uh, it was a very similar style to Gears of War. You okay. know, like kind of run around, big, find things, shoot them. Yeah, uh, with a little bit more over the topness of you know saying "fuck you," I'm gonna kick you in the crotch. Um, I'm not really exaggerating. So, um, like, real, honest-to-God art, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, the thing with um, Bullstorm was it was a really good game. It got really good critical acclaim. Uh, it just didn't really sell all that well. So I think they're kind of looking at, like, hey, let's these guys can do good work. Let's put them on the uh, uh, already established franchise. And, and, right. Uh, and sometimes that can be the hardest part is building a franchise. Right? You can do an awesome job, but if marketing falls or something like that, yeah. You just so, don't get the adoption. So I'm kind of excited about it. I'm hoping uh, that it, it, it shows up soon uh, and, and looks really good and, and continues on with the, the franchise. Now, does E3 have a long history of showing something, saying, hey, look at this great game, and then nine years later it finally comes out, like, say, Max Payne or Diablo 3? Uh, so I think that's more <laughs> of a problem with the gaming industry, and I don't know that those are great examples. Um, I'd say more like um, Duke Nukem. Oh, damn it. That's what I was thinking instead of Max Payne. My bad. Or uh, the other one that... that, By uh, the way, Diablo is an effective example. It's been a few years since Diablo 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But (laughs) but, but the thing with with Diablo is that that, uh, Blizzard wasn't, um, you know, out saying, oh my God, Diablo 3 is going to be the next great thing that's coming out in six months for for the better part of a decade. My entire professional career. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Um, so there was there's another game though, uh, Prey, um, that was also around the same time as Duke Nukem started uh, with its vaporware. Right, Duke s- Nukem schemes. Forever. Yeah, Duke Nukem Forever and Prey both started getting talked about around the same time, which was like over ten years ago. Yeah, I think at least, and uh, both of them just never showed up. Um, Prey was the first one to show up. <laughs> uh, it came out about two years ago, and it was like eh. mediocre. They had some cool uh, game physics things. Like they had actually uh, before Portal, they had portals. So uh, well, I mean, there were portals in Mario Brothers. Yeah, but they they did it the way that that Portal did portals. Ah. They didn't quite do it as well, but it was more the same sort of like where I can you know, hey, I guess there's a portal here, there's a portal here, and I can walk through and I can see my back as I'm walking through and stuff. They didn't get as uh, deep into it of like you know Portal where hey, if I jump off this. You know, twenty stories, and I've got this other one here. It'll shoot the, you know, my right. direction will change. And they didn't um, handle uh, or or have these same kind of problems we had back yeah. in uh, where we had to drop the little guy where you could pop out of from yeah. later. But uh, last year at e at uh, last year at um, uh, Penny Arcade, PAX, um, mm-hmm. there was a there was a big uh, demo that they had for Prey Two because I think everybody thought Prey was just going to uh, you know go away and and you know the one original game wasn't really going to go anywhere and they were demoing Prey 2 and they really changed it a lot and it looked amazing and I think it looks like uh Bethesda's doing it and Bethesda's the same people who do have done Skyrim um they did the uh recent um I'm I'm drawing blanks on stuff here but the recent Fallout games and um um yeah, Skyrim, which was more Skyrim, Skyrim, Skyrim. And there's some DLC coming out for Skyrim that looks really good right now. It's some, supposed to be some sort of uh, vampires versus vampire hunter type stuff. So I just blanked on that. Oh, downloadable content. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Sorry. My, I was like half in the internet while I was looking something up, and I'm like, what in the hell is he talking Oh, yeah. Anyway, the other thing that looks like uh, is in going to be announced at E3 next week is the sequel to Dead Space, which will be the third sequel. And uh, I know you're saying to yourself, and, and I don't know why I talked about games with you at all. Um, <laughs> is well, technically, you're not talking to me so I much know. as the audience. I, so uh, they're not holding it to their I, end I of think the uh, Yeah, they, they never say anything. Um, guys, here, I'll give you Matt's number. Uh, we can make this a call-in show. Not, let's not do that. <laughs> oh, you Let's give him your number and then make it a call-in show. I mean, we're at your house after all. Yeah, but I don't get good coverage out here. Ah, right, right, right. <laughs> you got a landline, don't you? No. <laughs> I have a T1 line, and that's it. Yeah. Um, but Dead Space, you asked. Right, Dead yeah. Space. Um, Dead Space came out by uh, EA, not EA. Uh, was it EA? <laughs> yeah, I think it was EA. It was either EA or Ubisoft, but I th- I'm pretty sure it's EA. Uh, in fact, I'm 100% sure it is now. Um, a few years ago, 
and was just awesome. Like imagine like a uh, like the horror genre, mm-hmm. uh, but but more action orientated and in space and okay. and there's like these uh, think like space zombies. I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah, and like Reavers. Yeah, and your guns. Yeah, they're like Reavers, except for they all grow like an extra set of arms. Like you do. Yeah. And, uh, Cosmic crazy. Yeah, and you, when you want to kill them, you got to shoot their arms off. If you just shoot them in the head, they keep coming at you. You got to like aim with your like laser pistol, your hmm. plasma cutter, and shoot their arms off. Or you know, once you get further in the game, you get like a, uh, a like a ripsaw thing that nice. um, that that shoots out the blade, and then it just kind of holds it there. Um, so the the um, the main protagonist Isaac Clark is a uh, engineer on on one of the spaceships. And what he, kind of engineer? Like a space engineer, like the kind that goes choo choo and drives no, the space train like the, around. More like the kind that, like, uh, like, like Scotty from. Okay. Uh, from Star <laughs> wow, Trek. we just both picked two completely <laughs> different engineers for the Starship Enterprise. Probably though, I'd go more Scotty. So I, I less think, technical and more just whack it harder until it works. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, he whacks whacks it and or till the limbs come off. Yeah, uh, and then there's a sequel that came out um, year year and a half ago that was re- also really good. I think I actually, so that's one of the few games that I actually played through twice. It's oh, rare wow. that I find something that I'm like, oh my God, I just got to go through this immediately again and do it more. And that was that was one of them that I, I did. And the third playthrough, I, I kind of, actually it was, I think there was some <laughs> DLC that they added and I was like, oh my God, I played through the game twice and now I'm going to add this. And, and then it was, I got oversaturated and I was, I was done. So I never actually, I purchased the DLC for $10 or whatever and then I never played it, which is Unfortunate. a little bit annoying. Yeah, could be worse. But uh, so uh, other games you're excited to see come out of that? I I don't know. Uh, like I said, <laughs> I just talked for like five minutes about stuff that I just read for thirty seconds. So uh, I I don't know. I think I've done my part. Yeah, definitely holding although, up your uh, end of the bargain. So yeah. let's talk. Here's the other. Uh, although oh. I will say the, the the two other things though that before we before we get on talking about you're now going to exceed here. I'm gonna I'm gonna exceed expectations. Um. I really want to play uh, Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter or whatever the hell they're calling the new Ghost Recon because uh, okay. it looks really good. And yet, I'm I, I, between playing Gears of War once a week and the other time that I'm spending on Diablo, I don't think that I really have much extra time. No for, time for a third for game. For a third game. So I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to do about that. It's a have bit you of considered a quitting your job? No. Becoming a professional video game player? Well, the problem is then I wouldn't. <laughs> well, So here's the problem. I can't become a professional video game player. I'm not good enough. Oh. I'm not even good enough to be a mediocre game player. I'm like, I like to play games. I don't consider myself good at it, though. Ah, uh, that's right? too bad. Um, so, which means I need to have the job so I can, you know, continue to purchase things like right. video games. Because apparently they cost what is called money. Like $60 when they first come out or something. That yeah, that's crazy That seems to be the standard, times. like, $59.95. Seems a lot. I don't know that I've bought a game when it came out for a very, <laughs> very long time. I think uh, Halo on the original... No, no, hold on. Because uh, I didn't buy that. I stood in line for that. But uh, I yeah. think it was uh, the Xbox 360. When we when, stood in line for that? Yeah, I think yeah. that was the first one I bought, like, day of. Yeah. Again, I'm not sure why I uh, talk video games <laughs> with you at all. Oh, well, um, come on. How, how much has changed in the last six years, really? Yeah. So uh, on to other uh, other uh, conventions that are coming up on um, June 11th through but the fifth. Before we get there, okay. Since you did stand in line for the Xbox 360, yes. When they come out with whatever the replacement will be, which I think everybody's kind of assuming will be sometime in the relatively mm-hmm. near future, are you going to stand in line for that, or well, are you kind of like wh- what I'd planned on doing for too that? Too much of an one adult now. Is when they announced that you can order them, I was going to like roll over. Pick up a laptop, <laughs> Amazon.com, right. send one of those fuckers to my door. <laughs> that seems like a better better plan now, doesn't uh, that's it? That's how I get groceries now. That's how I buy most everything. So, yeah. I mean, I'm even buying TV from them. So, basically, I, yeah, if if it's uh, available on Amazon, it'll show up at the door. Yeah, I think everybody is wondering if at this year at E3, new Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo hardware will be announced i think they've been wondering that for the last two years yeah and nothing's ever happened um i think just people because how long ago was it since we waited in line well it's been a long time i was just actually thinking about that what is the average life cycle on a like an operating system right 
uh, whether you're Apple or Microsoft, you're looking at a two-year kind of turnaround time on that. Yeah, well, uh, so if you look at, like, consoles, previous though, consoles. Well, if you look at previous consoles, so if you look at, like, um, if you look the at original the, PlayStation, the PlayStation 2, or, you know, the... Um, Nintendo. NES. Well, the NES had a lot they of... Went, they went through a lot of iteration very quickly but for in the, in the first the few years. But in the current generations, it seems like it's been... You know, uh, PlayStation, PS2, um, X, the original Xbox, those were right. all in like a three-year, and I, I'm well, I'm, I'm 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 doing like in my head type. Right. You so know. you're saying like the PlayStation came out, the Xbox came out, because those were kind well, the of the PlayStation out came out, and then about before. three five years later, no, it was even uh, PlayStation Two came out, right. and then Xbox came out. I can't remember the exact order now. If I actually thought about this stuff, yeah. I, I actually know if, if it we'd all. If we planned but, for this and yeah. attended the conversation. Um, <laughs> but it seems like it was definitely a, no more than a five-year cycle, right? And we're we're going on what six or seven years with the Xbox now. Uh, I think we're at more like eight on See, the current Xbox 360, no. and the PlayStation Three came a little after the yeah um, in in the current generation scheme, right? Um, but I think that had to be no 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 2005-ish. So I think we're at about seven years now. Yeah. the The thing that I look at, right, is the Xbox 360 that I have in my living room right now is substantially different than the Xbox 360 that I started with. And I'm not just talking about the fact that I had the son of fucker in because of the red ring of death. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, the operating system on it has changed enough and right. the quality of it has gone up substantially. Does it really matter that there's not a new one coming, a new box coming out that I have to go spend $300 on? Well, that's what I kind of wonder. Um, you know, because cause it, it, games still look great. They still look current. Um, yeah, I'm not really the, finding that my Xbox is imposing limits on gaming. Ex exactly. I think there is a... What's the... Uh, um, when the Xbox came out and, and, and when the PS3 came out, both of them were higher-end hardware than you could typically buy in even a high-end PC for as far as gaming goes. Like the right. the, the amount of, you know, um, graphics and, and everything else mm -hmm. that they could push out, the processing power, it was all basically a s crazy yeah, high-end PC for significantly less money than right. it would cost to buy that PC. At this point in the in the process, you can come out with if you run the same game on a PC, it's at the point now where PCs, it looks better, right? That hardware, which, yeah. which PCs have a more iterative hardware cycle. Right, it, it looks better, but I don't know about you, my experience gaming on PCs, which is totally current. We're talking like a good, what? 15 years 15, ago? 15, 16 years ago, so like yeah. right at the cutting edge here. Um, it's frustrating as fuck to play video games on your computer, only because there's so much other things going on on your computer, and, you know, it just hasn't like I think that experience has changed yeah? in the 15 in the 15 years, years? I yes. can't believe that I, I think it's probably huh. uh, modified a little bit uh, partly because well a PCs are a lot more stable I think 15 years ago when I was playing <laughs> video game when I was playing fi video games on a PC 15 years ago my main objective was what can I do to make the PC run better so I'm right. gonna throw some more RAM in and I'm gonna do this I'm gonna defrag my hard drive I'm gonna like make yeah, sure yeah, my yeah. registry is clean. I'm going to do all this crap. And I'd spend half the time doing stuff to make it run better and then half the time actually playing games. At this point now, again, operating right. systems are more stable. The hardware is more powerful. Um, it, it, it just tends to work now. And then yeah. there's uh, the other and things is there's things like the delivery mechanisms of like things like Steam. Right, or downloadable um, content. Yeah, basically. or even like, like Battle.net right now. I, I didn't go to a store and purchase Diablo. I... Clicked a link and yeah. and gave him my money. Um, it I, I it guess makes it more. I just click a button now and it, and it just works. At the end of the day, for me, I'm still not a fan of the medium. I don't like playing games with mice. Okay, that's really what it boils down to. Mice and keyboards aren't like the best orientation for shooting people. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> so you just invalidated yourself there. Um, for me, I'm not like yeah, yeah. just for what works for me <laughs> right, and doing right. it, right? Like I, I've known plenty of people like I'm so much better with the mouse yeah. keyboard. I'm sure you are. I just don't like doing it. The uh, I'd rather point a gun at you. Uh, I don't like doing it. It's value yeah. valuable. Yeah, <laughs> it's not as not as uh, accurate or not as as. Oh, I didn't accurate. say it's yeah. not. It's like way more there's, accurate. There's definitely a. Um, it, it's definitely more the mouse is mouse and keyboard are definitely particularly for first, first person shooters. Mouse and keyboard are by far the best medium. 
current or interface currently available to do it. Right. That said, if you have a mouse and like yes. using mice. That said, <laughs> yeah, yes, I guess the, the as track a trackball and keyboard, it, it might not be quite as. Um, that said, I actually prefer playing on um, a gamepad. So, and I, I yeah. actually don't think it's. I don't think there's a big disability to it. That said, there there have been some like people have done experiments where they've yep. played. Uh, there was a couple of cross-platform games that Microsoft mm -hmm. did, and the people who played keyboard and mouse raped the people that were playing with the console. Oh yeah, it's just significantly more accurate. It's faster. You can you can react. Yeah, better, totally. And I agree with that. But at the same time, cars come in a million different forms because people like one over the other, right? But they all come with the steering wheel. Yeah, so and, far, and they all have a gas pedal and a, and a brake. I mean, there's there's that's the actually I would. The established mechanisms for driving a car are pretty well set at this point because I think where's the reverse in a Volkswagen on a standard transmission? Uh, I don't know. Where's the gearing difference for race bikes versus regular street bikes? Uh, well, hey, we're not we're not talking motorcycles <laughs> here. It's cars, uh, but steering wheel, gas brake, clutch, or assuming it's got a clutch, right. uh, are all the same. Assuming that you the, know. Uh, Assuming that you're driving an automatic transmission, it's always going to be the pattern for the automatic reverse neutral drive. Yeah, it's always going to be Prindle, but sometimes they have a one and a two in there. Sometimes yeah. they have a weird little uh, um, L or like S shaped movement that you have to make. Like right. uh, my car doesn't; it just has a. Oh, well, my know. car's magic. Yeah, <laughs> um, and, and and I don't know on the Volkswagen, like a current Volkswagen or a V6 uh, or a uh, or the uh, like a nineteen sixties uh, VW Bug, where you what, have to actually what, push down on yeah. it, and put it in first to get it in reverse. Exactly. It's like what the fuck is this? Yeah. Who came? Press down and shift. No, you guys are retarded. Do it like everybody else. My uh, I had a buddy in, in we were in like junior high, and this guy uh, Tanner had somehow ended up with a Volkswagen. Right. Just I don't know if we were in junior high. Neither of us actually had our license yet, but it was like it was at the point where it was going to be soon, right? So he'd got this car and uh he he had it in his garage and we were going to like work on it and it was going to get fixed up so that when uh when so he got his license ready. he'd 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 be able to yeah. drive it around. And uh is in the it was like in this not really even a garage, it was like this shed behind his ha his parents' house. Yeah. And uh we had to get out of the shed, which means we had had to back it up, put a tarp over it. <laughs> Which means we had to back it up. Okay. And no, neither of us knew anything about where reverse was in a Volkswagen. Couldn't you just put it in neutral and push it backwards? I mean, I, you're I pretty it, beefy, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I doubt you were that small when you were 16. I think it was more of a, where the fuck's reverse? Like, right. Right. I mean, and now it's like, but, but you know, that's yeah, the real At the real time, problem. it's like, who would put reverse here? Right. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't, yes, we can push it out, but where the fuck's reverse? And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we wasted two hours Dicking around, taking turns, going like it. But there's only so many options until eventually he was like, "This is weird. It it seems to go down." And then, uh, yeah, just yeah, and like you know, back when you were 16, the internet or 15, the internet wasn't there, so you couldn't go look at. There it was up. no internet, and this V Dub was old and crusty, and so there's clearly no you know owner's manual or anything. Yeah, and naturally, what you don't want to like ask. And it was a Saturday; there wasn't anybody else around, so and it wasn't the, like uh, the where the handle had, the wear pattern was gone. I'm sure, or the the Shifting pattern. I don't even know if it had one. I think it had like a custom one. So instead oh, it has of like the eight uh, ball, yeah, or like I think it was just a silver knob. Ah, yeah. My when you went swanky on that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Anyway. So uh, I think my I think my uh, shop teacher, Mr. Mueller, eventually ended up with that uh, Volkswagen, and uh, he ended up redoing it. Was that the uh, the auto body? Uh, professor, because that's not the same one that uh, ran the. It's uh, not the shopware one. No. Okay. It was the uh, his, his predecessor who. Who uh, did did auto body type stuff? And right, was a little bit more mechanical. So uh, Taught from me how to draft. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I saw my first uh, because of him. I saw the first plotter. Have you ever seen a plotter work? <laughs> yes, Things they have. Are fascinating. Yes, they are. Yeah. Plotter, plotters are pretty awesome. I got to play with one when I was a little kid at my dad's work because he was a mechanical engineer. Yeah, still is technically, I guess. Um, but yeah. So other conventions that are coming okay. out. So I'll let you have your turn now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I may not be able to go on quite as long because I don't have that much to say, uh, but I find that we usually find stuff. Um, from uh, June 11th to the 15th, uh, WWDC, or the Worldwide Developers Conference, is uh, running. So I, I'm not familiar with that. So is that like every developer in the world goes there? Well, every developer that matters, right? Right, right, right. So, oh, so, so the ones that are like doing things in like... Uh 
Like, what, what kind of programming languages do they develop uh, in? Well, we're talking Objective-C. Okay. <laughs> uh, so basically, if you don't know, WWDC is basically kind of Apple's big uh, conference where they announce all of the cool shit that's coming out. Oh, so it's Apple developers. Yeah. So all the but ones who are doing things in managed code and .NET and C-sharp and SQL Everybody that's actually making else. money. And anybody that's doing Java or anything else right. probably won't be Yeah, there. Java or... Yeah. yeah. So, or uh, you know, anything else, Ruby, Python, you name it. Um, it is kind of funny that they have uh, such a swanky name because with something like Worldwide Developers Conference, you that would think like that it would be like everybody getting together, some let's, big, huge governing body of all talk, people that are coming together to talk yeah. about different technologies. Let's talk about logic and algorithms. Uh, no, it's it's Apple and talking constructs. about uh, new shit that's coming out for the iOS. Um, you know, new uh, operating systems for the Macs. Yeah. And what I'm really hoping that they're going to say is that they're going to release a 15-inch MacBook Air. <laughs> That's all I care about at this point. I've been <laughs> waiting for like the last year for a, a new MacBook. I bought Sid's MacBook for her, and it's like MacBook Airs are just awesome. So how big is uh, the MacBook Air that, of hers? Uh, hers is a 13.3. By, by so current it's like standards, that feels by small 900. to me. Yeah, well... Because um, like, you see my laptop. Yeah, your there, laptop right? is like I'm on like, like a 17-inch massive. screen, and I'm like... But think of... Here's the thing. So, again... Well, this screen right here that uh, we're recording the podcast on, that looks a little on the small side, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's again, the 13.3 there. If it was the 15-inch, it would be out to... Uh, note, I'm trying to talk, and I walk away from the goddamn <laughs> just, just mic. do this. Yeah, we yeah. lean over here. It would actually be taking up basically the whole of the thing here. Yeah, yeah Plus yeah. some more. And it would be better. And it would be way better. And what if it was 17 or 19? S- see... Um, My mind would be blown. They have 17-inch uh, MacBooks, so they can get this guy in a 17-inch. Right. But not in the air. But not in the air. Right. With once I've used the 17-inch MacBooks, and they cease to be a portable feeling. They're just too big. Yeah, I know. I, hey, okay, let's take a look <laughs> I know. here. Th- that's Wait, what I'm saying. Like, is, is, you are, uh, what, 6'2"? Yeah. I'm 5'7". I know, and I'm like uh, <laughs> at least 100 pounds heavier than yeah, you. I look like, you know, when you have a little five-year-old kid and they're sitting there with a laptop on them? That's what I look like with a 17-inch MacBook Air, right. or so, a 17-inch MacBook on me. And, and that's always kind of been my, my argument, because uh, there's, there's um, people talk about portability of, of you know, mobile devices, or, or, or specifically, like, phones is different, because phones, you've got a pocket size that, that actually is that you have you. to You can't put one of the new Samsung tablet phones that it, is, like, too big to fit in right. any Right, if I can't pocket. actually put it in my yeah, pocket, like then I've got a problem with my it. My Kindle is smaller or, than it. Or if it becomes too big, it becomes, even if I can get it in my pocket, it's You look it's silly holding it to your ear. Yeah. yeah. Uh, laptops, on the other hand, I, I don't really have that portability problem. I mean, mm-hmm. my 17-inch my, my laptop is probably at least twice as heavy as your MacBook, not Air. Yeah. Um, and the Airs are wicked awesome, by yeah, the way. Yeah, so, <laughs> but, but, and the Airs are significantly more portable than... Than even mine. Right, yeah. so if you blew that out to 19 inches and it was super flat, mm-hmm. while, while it's not like, uh, you know, it's, it, it does definitely becomes more unwieldy because yeah. it's, like a, it's like carrying around an LCD screen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it would be, that would be awesome though. Does, doesn't it seem yeah. like it would be and, awesome? And there's that's, that's there's re- a market for people who would be like, look at the size of my fucking MacBook and look how thin it is. I can just like, you and, know, and if I had big really enough pockets. That's for me. That's, that's yeah. what I'm looking for. Um, if they come out with 17-inch variety, I will probably buy the 17-inch variety because, yeah. you know, Bigger is better. Yeah. Um, and in the airs, it would probably like the 17 inch MacBooks are just huge, but you get, make it an air, give it a little bit less. Plus, then you'd be able to have a 10 keypad on your keyboard, <laughs> like, like I've got. <laughs> yeah. So, actually, while, while we're on talking laptops, what's your feeling on uh, using laptops as your primary uh, work machine? I've, I've switched towards that. Um, I had some actual issues with my current laptop doing mm-hmm. that because the docking station actually Sucks. there are some driver issues. Um, but my what I'd like ultimately would be a, a laptop that's mm-hmm. like 19 inch screen by itself um, and a at least a two port docking station. So two monitor port. Right. Um, so, and then when I, that way I, everything's in one thing, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have to, and while I've got things that sync across the, you know, I, I, I use live mesh to sync my drives up or my, my folders and I don't even have right. to worry about it. As, as long as something's in this folder, it's on every computer I've got. Mm-hmm. It's nice to just have it in one computer, right? right. And, and I don't have to worry about like context switching when I go from work to home. I just open it up and, and I work on yep. whatever I'm working on. 
Um, I, I definitely prefer, though, like, if I'm sitting down to do real work, mm-hmm. I prefer a full-size keyboard and mouse. Yep. I, I, it, it's, it's more um, ergonomically constructive, and, and like we were talking about last yep. week, I, I, we, we both prefer the natural-shaped keyboards. Um, I prefer my ergo mouse. Um, I prefer my... Um, two monitors that I've got that are elevated um, to the right height. See, I've um, gotten to the point where two monitors is really now optional for me. Yeah. So when I'm at work, I have my MacBook and it's sitting up on a little stand and you know I plug a USB and I have my keyboard and then it plugs into my uh, 20-something inch monitor, 23, 24, 27, I don't know. Yeah, big. No, 23, I think, somewhere in there. Um, and... Most of my work can be done there. I get a pretty decent resolution. However, when I come home and I have my 27-inch um, iMac, yeah, I can put that into target display mode and get uh, like 256 by uh, 1280 or something like yeah. that. So I effectively have two screens worth of real estate in a single screen. I would actually prefer one really big fucking yeah. screen than the two screens. Just from logistics, that's what I've currently yeah. got. Now, and would I prefer even more? would be two big fucking screens. <laughs> See, I don't even think I need that anymore. Like, uh, my, my work with the uh, iMac there has pretty much sold me on. And so, laptops. Docking stations are awesome, right? Yeah. They're great. You have driver problems with your docking station. I've had that same problem where, yeah. like, you dock, you undock, and your computer just goes, ah! Yeah. And then dies. So and I, so you lose your shit. With my Mac, I plug in, like, a mini display port or... Uh, um, the new one, I can't, it's, I'm blanking on what the new uh, connector's called, and then a power cord and a single um, USB. Three things in the side. Yeah. Ta-da! I, it's I, done. I, I have, have to a say, docking concern. I, I wish that the docking process that they've got currently for PC laptops mm-hmm. or, or, you know, whatever, uh, was simplified. The the hardware that they provide with it has always seemed overly clunky. Yeah. There's always, like, when you put, like, dock it in, it's like ka-chunk, I don't see why they can't use some sort of like HDMI type connection or a MagSafe connector like the power on my Mac. Yeah, and you just uh, plug it in, and that is your power connection, and it maybe runs out to a, a monitor and and a mouse and a keyboard. I mean, something like that 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 you could that's that's technically feasible, but yep. instead they're doing these port replicators of you know twenty pounds of hardware in a giant fucking box that yeah takes up half your desk and that yeah. is something that i think uh, apple's been doing a really good job on on the new displays they have a thunder thunderbolt that's what it's called they have a thunderbolt connection which ta- transfers video um usb to, or not usb but you know mice whatever all the kind of stuff you'd yeah. ever need and they've also made it to where the monitor has just a little power cable that you can plug right into your uh, laptop so you plug the thunderbolt in you plug the power connector in and you basically have the you know massive huge screen to use and yeah. no and no uh, extra cables floating around no or cables. big box hanging around no yeah. I, I would i would love that that would be sort of like a, a nice nirvana type state yeah currently because again because of the <laughs> but you don't um, want to spend six grand to get that basically <laughs> yeah um and because of the the docking station issues i had and i just happen to have an extra pc at work i've got a work pc and a work laptop right so i just flip between them and I sync my drives but but my preferred way to do it would be that it's just one and I, and I, I worked that way for a while and I actually mm-hmm. liked it but um, it just I, I ran into some issues and so I was yeah. able to I've been doing that for the last uh, well my entire time at Amazon so far so almost two years now and it took a little getting used to it first and I had to do some things to make myself feel like better Yeah. like for instance I swapped out my uh, um, traditional drive to a solid state drive oh, that is great uh, I love solid-state devices. They are the fastest and most awesome thing you can ever have, and you don't have to worry about them breaking when you jiggle around in your bag. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, what else did I do? Um, oh, yeah, picked up Time Machine. He, or he, picked up a drive so that I could do a Time Machine backup so that it's okay. constantly backing up everything on my fi- on my hard drive all the time. Nice. Uh, here's the other thing. I, uh, I've seen people do this. I'm sure you've seen people do this before. Uh, you go into a meeting, and they go, they're going to present, and they, they plug their laptop in, and, and uh, they go to try and deliver some presentation. They try and, like, Switch it up. remote desktop into their work desktop right. from their laptop so that they, because that's where they keep all their files and, mm-hmm. and stuff, right? And, 
And uh, which, okay, that's fine. That's cool. But they thought ahead of time and they prepared and they made the remote desktop connection before they plugged into the uh, the projector. Right. Now, the resolution changed when you plug it into the projector because resolution the projector resolution support is, is low, yada, yada, yada. And so now they're having to scroll all around the window and they can't make it better. And it's such a simple fucking problem so, to solve, and I always just sit there because I don't want to. I don't want to sit there and like do the the thing where you go, no, no. What you got? You got to click it, here, let, and you got to do. Let this, me do this for you, you. <laughs> right? And you don't want to like be like, dude, you're a fucking retard for doing it this way in the first place. Mm-hmm. But seriously, okay. So here's so, what you have to do, people. One, one, one thing. After you connect in the projector, it, it's not going. It's your resolution is going to change. It's going to be all fucked up. And the projector probably doesn't support the higher resolution that you're running. Disconnect, run at. reconnect. <laughs> Thank you. Just disconnect your remote desktop. Disconnect, just click the X. Don't log out. Just click the X. Everything will still be there. And when you log back in, it'll all be fixed by magic. Yeah. That's all you have to fucking so do. Here's, I, I've worked in the technical field for a very long time. When I started, I had no fucking idea what reply all was used for, right? Yeah. Because I, I, you know, I'd send emails to. People I knew. There's, there's still people who don't know what yeah. that is. And when I started working in a actual full-on, you know, grown-up place, it took me in the vicinity of about 11 seconds to sort out why Reply All was useful. Yeah. Right? Because all of a sudden I had a need to now. I also started out using email, like everybody does, and I figured out very quickly that you need to find a way to sort your email so that you know where to find your shit. Now, for me, this turned into a very, very simple and straightforward thing where I have a filed folder that has all the shit that I'm done with, right? Yep. A single folder that everything goes into. Yeah. But you don't, have a, you don't have one that you file ones from Dave and another one that you file ones from Peter and another no. one where you file ones from Doug. Yeah. And then you've got the high priority ones that you file. Yeah. You don't put that, you don't, you don't split those all out? No, no. And then I just have huh. this thing called my inbox, you see. And when my inbox gets an email, I can look at it in a conversation view and figure out what the fuck is happening. Right, so you're not replying. So, oh, because it's in conversation view, yeah. you know, you see so the I can most see recent mail. The most recent, like, when I look in my inbox, the new, the the thread with the newest email is sitting at the top. Yeah. And the newest email is at the top. All the yeah. and then it goes down. Yeah. Now, what this allows me to do is stay dialed into what's happening. Also, I don't believe in Outlook rules really. Yeah. So the only like very very. St- few things are filtered. So when somebody replies to me yeah. on a mail that is from like a fucking ticket notification email, yeah. hey, this ticket got here. I actually see that. So there's a way in your rules to handle that because I, I... There, there is a way. So here's the thing. The way I approach it, and this like takes no time at all, is if you're spending more than five or ten minutes on a rule, you're spending too long on it, Right. Like, you shouldn't, like, all of my Outlook rules, I have, I think, three or four of them. One of them is for uh, making any mail that is sent directly to me blue. Yeah. So that when a mail comes directly to me, no matter what thread it's on, I can see, hey, that's for me. I need to pay attention. There's that rule. And then there's, like, a couple others of mail that is always spam. Yeah. Like, see him notifications. You get like nine hundred of those fuckers a day. That, it's spam. Yeah. So I've got those those spam filters. Uh, but the thing I always do on any rule that I put where um, from these people or sent, sent to a DL, yada yada yada, whatever, go into this folder. I always say except if it's sent to me or I'm on the CC line. There's one option you can go if, if yeah. it's sent to me or I'm on the CC line. And then when somebody replies all on that one thing, yeah. I still I still get it. Yeah. But. Uh, Th- this is only a single aspect of the stupidity that is people that work in the technology field. Seriously, if you spend most of your day in the technological field like we do, you should not need 9 million fucking um, folders for your email, number one. Number two, if you have virtual... Like, y- you probably don't use virtual desktops, do you? Uh, no, not really. So um, some people have it in their head that what they need is desktop A which holds my email, desktop B, which has my web browsing, my personal web browsing, desktop C, which has my work-based web browsing for ticketing, and you know, then G, which has my terminal windows. So you now have like nine effing virtual desktops going. And, and, and do they just flip between them? Yeah. What? And you just go like, you know, desktop one, desktop three, desktop four, desktop five. This is stupid because do you know what you're doing? You're using a single effing screen. 
there's this thing you can maximize windows and you can just switch between the window you need and it's the one that's on top. <laughs> and you don't have to wait for some goddamn animation. Go right. To the new one. No, you just, oh, look, it's to the top. I'm done. This is easy. Yeah. yeah. I, one of the guys I work with, um, he's like, hey, 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 can you come over and take a look over my shoulder? I want I want to show you something. I'm like, okay. So I go right stand there. He's like, okay, um, hold on. Where? Okay, that's not it. Hold on. I'm like, dude, I got a, I got a meeting in ten minutes. Are we gonna find the fucking thing you're looking for so that we can then move on? It's painful. So, um, don't use virtual desktops. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, don't do anything that makes you have to wonder where shit is. Yeah. Just keep it in simple spots and use it there. Yeah. And how that's related to WWDC, I have no idea. But. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, we're talking about the, we're talking about conventions. The, uh, Max, the worldwide developers. Laptops, yeah. Convention um, for so only that, Apple users. That may, in fact, be all I have to say about convention talk. Okay. Because uh, obviously there was a lot of conventions there. Yeah. Um, as I understand it, you've actually talked to some people this week that have uh, had their Battle.net accounts hacked. I did. Um, and I, 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 uh, I kind of remembered about this because um, the uh, I, I read an article on Ars Technica this morning. Um, I think it was on Ars. Uh, hang on. You talk for a second so I can look at my laptop this time and, and double-check something. <laughs> okay, so uh, in our continuing efforts to remain topical, we are going to be talking a little bit about Halo, or Halo, Jesus, um, Diablo 3. Um, and we're also going to talk about some security aspects related to that because we all have a million accounts these days. I mean, I know I've got, what, three different banks, two different investment firms, uh, an Amazon account, a uh, you know, you name it, I've got it. And all of them have passwords that I have to remember. So yeah, they, there's some there's some room for improvement in these schemes, so, right? Yeah. So I, I remembered about this uh, after reading the technic article that was on Ars Technica. Very nice. Um, and one of their guys who who must be a game reviewer, um, and I'm not going to open up the article, so I don't know his name or anything. <laughs> um, who had been playing uh, Diablo three had had his uh, his Battle.net account hacked, and and. I think a lot of us have heard that you know, hey, there's there's been uh, hacking in, in Diablo three and people are getting hacked and da da da. But we, I think most of us and and this guy kind of said the same thing is chalked it up to it's the internet and shit happens and right. and any one little thing could get blown up into this big fucking deal and you, yeah, you, you kind of I think take it with a grain of salt. Most of it exactly. We kind of like go eh. Whatever. Yeah, that was uh, done by stupid people that would also give money to the Nigerian prince that right. just needs a little loan so they can get his cash out. Uh, so anyway, this dude's like, uh, that was what he was thinking until he logged in and uh, his, his character was naked and he didn't have any gold anymore. Oh. Um, <laughs> so he was at a strip club, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, it was weird because I'd had um, a friend... Um, Lizzie, uh, geekbombshell.com, who uh, had had the same thing happen to her. And um, it, it was just weird. I, I, it, it seems like one of those things where, hey, it's on the internet. And even if I just read this article, I'd have been like, hey, it's this one guy, whatever. But when um, you actually know somebody that it happens to also, and she's like, hey, by the way, my, my, my account was hacked the other day. Da, 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 da. And um, it's really weird. I can't believe that my stuff got hacked. Um, yeah. So, I, like... All of us have had that experience where you go to log into your email or something, and it's like, wait, really? Yeah. How, how did this happen? Yeah. Um, so what what's the vector that people are using? I mean, is this an account compromise from, uh, or is this like a information compromise on the Battle.net? Is this people well, I with... I don't uh, know. It's, 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 so here's the thing. So Lizzie was telling me that after um, it happened to her, she, you know, uh, some of the guys that uh, she knows... We're like, oh, let's, let's scan your computer for malware and da-da-da. And they did find a couple of bits of malware on there, which which was kind of the initial suspicion for them. Right. There was a technical guy that was like, well, I used the same password for a couple of things, and it was like my Twitter account. And maybe right. those had already been compromised, but I, I, I never got around to changing my Battle.net account. So right. maybe that was it. So both of them are kind of looking at different things. It does seem to me, though, that like if there's... Multiple users, it, 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 it's so much, it seems more than just social engineering or those sorts of things. To me, honestly, well, it almost seems like there might be something compromised in Battle.net. But so there hasn't been any reason to believe that other than me, just j just the numbers, right? Right. And, and I'm completely willing to believe in the stupidity of people. In fact, uh, this last week, I had a, uh, uh, I got a call from uh, one of my banks. Yeah. 
quote unquote. <laughs> um, you got a call? Yeah, I got a call. Okay. And the uh, person on the other end is like, hey, this is Blah, you know, Blah from uh, Ally Bank. And uh, there's been some uh, issue with your account. And uh, we just wanted to touch bases with you real quick to uh, try and get this sorted out. So in order to prove who you are, I'm going to need the, uh, um, the answer to these security questions that you provided us. And I'm like, um, well, I don't know who you are. Right. So how first are we, question is, how are we going to authenticate you as a um, authoritative source? So I've had this I exact same conversation before. Yeah, and he's like, well, um, you can contact us at any time. It's our regular customer service number. Have a good day. Click. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I wonder how many people would have actually fallen for that. Yeah. Right, because it had to be some kind of scam. Because my bank's not going to call and ask me. Um, questions to my secret account. Yeah, no, I've had uh, I've had some similar things before where you get the phone call, and I've had the exact same conversation where I'm like, "Well, but wait a minute, you're asking me to identify myself. I need you to identify yourself." Yeah. And and the one that I've had that I can remember on that, they actually went through, and, and I'm like, "Okay, you're legit." Yeah. Um, Usually on that kind of stuff, and they weren't asking for my secret questions and other stuff. They were asking for you know. Um, what's the last four digits of your social security number? Right. And I'm like, well, what's the first three digits? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like usually on, uh, I get a f- I get a fair amount of calls from my banks due to uh, some of my accounts getting frauded regularly. Yeah. So um, I, I'm very used to the um, way those calls go. Yeah. It's like, hey, this is Blah from Discover. We need to verify the last three items you've purchased on your card. Yeah. Did you buy this in Texas at Walmart? Or did you spend this much? I'm like, uh, no. And all of a sudden, you get a person. <laughs> was there a part of you with the guy that you think was fishing that you wanted to go, no, wait, 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 hang on. I want to talk to you about this. I just <laughs> want to get more into I'm not, I'm not going to turn you into the cops or anything. I just want to know what you did. How like, does how, this work? Yeah, wh- I just work. want more info. Uh, I thought, like, so. Wait, wait, don't hang up. Don't hang up. Don't go anywhere. Hang on. I'm not tracing the call. I just. Here's, here's one of the problems with being me. Um, as much as I would like to do that, I always think about it after it happens. I know. Because as too. it's going through, I'm just like, fuck no. Are you stupid? I mean, um, l- let me give you a... The password is... <laughs> <laughs> That's the, uh, there's the occasional thing where I, I've done it and just provided like bogus information. Like where where they right. you get the phishing scam and it's like, enter your username and password. I'm like, okay. And I'm going to make up some shit. And just to like make it not work for them. Yeah, that's uh, so that your own account gets locked out even faster when they try it. Uh, no, 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 no. Like so, like the occasional phishing scam, which is like, uh, hey, here's the email from your bank. Uh, right. Uh, da, 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 da. Please provide your login information. Okay, I'm Jim Smith at gmail.com, and my password is Superfish. And <laughs> what? Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, I got one of those. This was years ago now, um, eight or nine years ago. And the email was awesome. Like, it was, they had done a very, very, very good job yeah, on, yeah. like, they, they jacked the CSS completely. I mean, it looked like a legit email. Yeah. Um, granted, when you hover over the links and they, you know, go to xxx.org, it's right. like, the domain names yeah. were all <laughs> jacked like, up. Yeah. Last I checked, that was not my bank's URL. So, anyways, back to Battle.net. Um, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The general the general thing here is let's be careful with our online accounts. Let's be careful yes. with our identities. And it sounds like Battle.net actually has some uh, interesting options they to do. Uh, they, ensure they, that you're not broken. Yep. They've got a, a second form. What, what is the word for uh, multi-factor authentication? Or yeah. MFA. Yes. They've got that, so you can get like a key fob, or you can install like uh, yeah Google Authenticator or uh, any yes. number of the others. And that I are think out there. it looks like it looks actually like Battle.net is actually selling. A, hey, here's get your Diablo. I, I got to go back and look at it again. But mm-hmm. when I was actually setting up my account there was like a hey get your your double authentication and we'll send you a key fob so i think yep. they're maybe selling those for a buck but so for those um, of you that haven't maybe had this experience what we're talking about is um when you go to log in you use your username and password right but in addition to that you have this little tiny device that has a six digit number on it and that six digit number rotates very regularly um so that when you put your username and password in the next thing it asks for is uh a, usually a field that you have to type in a a, sec- a a password that you have as well as your six-digit password that's showing on your device. Yep. So you're really using not only your normal username and password, but you're also using a variable number that changes very, very regularly, like yep. every 30 to 60 seconds or something like that. Yeah. I don't remember how long. Um, so that you actually need two factors of I- I- authentic- or identification there, basically. Yep. Um, 
and this is you can do this. In fact, if you're using AWS, you should go enable this right now in your accounts. Um, you can enable it very quickly and easily through uh, the console. Uh, I have it set up on my uh, root account. You can set it up on user accounts. But um, what if you don't have a fob? If you don't have a fob, you can order one. Um, I know I, I'm going to talk specifically about how AWS does it because I'm very familiar with that. Uh, you can order one. I think it's 12 or 13 bucks. Yeah. Um, they'll ship it over to you and you're set. Or you can use uh, Google Authenticator um, to, uh, or I think there's even an app for that that we put out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically take a little picture and ta-da, your phone now is acting as a fob. So you don't have to carry a fob for AWS, a fob right. for Battle.net, a fob for... Uh, so you, you can know. have one application on your phone that will... Right. And that's provided that all of the uh, places that um, you use fobs for, whether it's Charles Schwab or whatever, yeah. that they allow you to have some kind of virtual uh, MFA device. Yeah. And I was looking on uh, on some of the, the apps that are available. A lot of them have like a little countdown timer that tells you how long that number is still good yep. for. So if you, you know, if, if you're typing, you know that, oh, hey, I've only got three seconds left till this number is going to change. Let me just wait a second and put in the new number yep. that's going to come up. I, uh, yeah. Back in the olden days when I was on satellite internet, yeah, uh, due to the latency and the uh, trying to log in, because I have to use one of those to log into our corporate VPN, right? Yeah, and I remember we used to have to use them uh, yeah. doing our old job, too. And it would be frustrating where I'd be right on the edge of that because I have to deal with the um, application timing out the key card changing and the three seconds it takes to move bits right, around. Right. So you'd have to. So you'd, you did you do like a thing where you'd wait for the number to change on yeah. the device and then type it in as fast as you can and hit enter. Exactly, and yeah. hope I like didn't fat finger it or what. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was bad. Um, thankfully, not a problem anymore. So yes, uh, if you have a Battle.net account, go out and get uh, MFA on it. Same yep. with AWS accounts. And then you can't get hacked. Yep. I mean, but technically it, you could, but it makes it's it significantly much harder. I mean, yeah. this is all about being safe, right? And as uh, you know, as the internet matures, I'm sure more and more people will go to using uh, MFA devices. Yep. So I think the uh, last topic we have for tonight is uh, something new and cool that came out this week, uh, and saved me a hundred bucks. <laughs> uh, I'm not remembering what this is. Ah. So uh, this week, Amazon Video on Demand came out as oh, an that. app in the uh, in the Xbox 360. Yeah. So uh, I know this should not come as a shock to any of our regular listeners, both of you, um, that uh, I watch a lot of uh, content from Amazon. Uh, just this week alone, I've bought like four or five different shows. Okay, the last two weeks, my wife's been gone, so I've had a lot of TV to watch. Um, so one of the things that's for me that's kind of cool is I have a Roku in the kitchen so I can watch stuff in there Yeah. on Amazon Video On Demand. I have a Roku in the bedroom so I can watch stuff there. And then I have apps built into my TV. And the apps built into my TV suck. <laughs> They're just crap. And, you know, then I have to deal with multiple remotes and it's a painful thing. Yeah. Now, Amazon Video On Demand lives right in my Xbox so I can actually use my uh, regular remote, have all the nice little interaction I use. I can even use the Connect to uh, do it. I nice. tried doing that. Yeah, it was yeah. frustrating as fuck all. Uh, you know, I've, I've <laughs> tried doing some similar things, and it wasn't quite the way that I thought it would be. Apparently, though, you can just yell at it. Did you try yelling at it? I I successfully yelled say, at did it. Did you say Xbox play Amazon Video on Demand or something like that? I think it actually ended up being more like the beginnings of a bar fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Xbox, you piece of shit. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> I don't said... Don't you look at my woman. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I did uh, bitch slap the Kinect and then, uh, you know, pee on it. But, you know, uh, tomato, tomato, whatever, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, no, I was uh, not having... Uh, the yeah, but the, the connect with the connect's always looking at your woman. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's always motherfucker. Um, yeah, so the connect and I didn't necessarily get on well with that interaction. I'll give it another try. Something other thing that I thought was kind of weird is I've not really realized this, but I apparently have a preference for how I want to consume my media, um, UI wise. Okay. I like I said, I use the Roku. The Roku has you know a window you go to that has a bunch of tiles on it and you select the tile for whatever show you're watching, right? Yeah. And then it'll pop up and there'll be a, a line that has season one and season two on it. And you go like left or right for which season you want. And then you press down and that goes to a kind of rolling scroller of uh, shows like okay. left to right. That's okay. It's a lot of clicking around and you know up and down and left and right. And do yeah. I really give a fuck about the distinction of seasons when I'm watching a show? I really just want the next one to show up, right? Yeah. 
So the Amazon Video On Demand app is a little annoying in the uh, Roku, but doable, right? Like, yeah. You can, you can operate it while drunk. Um, the Netflix app, I get confused in the Netflix app because they've effectively broken it down for things you've recently watched right at the top, right? So yeah. you can real quick start a show you've seen. Yeah. That's awesome. It's great. Yeah. However, if you've been watching across multiple devices, like let's say you've watched it on your uh, Kindle Fire, and then you uh, put that down, yeah. and your Fire thinks you were on episode 11, you watch on your phone episode 12, you get back to the Roku, and the phones haven't sunk uh, up right, evenly, right. so now it thinks you're on 11, as the previously watched. So you have to start that one going and then skip back and try and find a way to get to the selection I, to sh- you know, I've noticed shows. that a couple of times with Netflix. Um, not, not too much, but yeah. yeah, sometimes I've noticed it doesn't quite sync up with the things that I watched last night. And sometimes I do even like... On the same device, I'd watch an episode of a show, and then I'd be like, all right, cool, I'll go watch episode two tomorrow, and I'd go to do episode two, and i go, I got to search for it again, because it's not showing up in my recently watched. Yeah. So I think that's a Netflix issue more than anything. It is a Netflix issue, but it boils down to really a how I want to consume my media. Yeah. I want it to be super easy. I, I want to be able to go, okay, hey, here's the shows I own. Here's how, how to watch them. The Kindle Fire comes pretty close on what I want. Yeah. Because, you know, I can go... Uh, click videos, my library, um, and then I can scroll through all of the different shows, click them, and hit play. Yeah. But sometimes the Kindle Fire opens up little tiny-ass little windows that you have to try and scroll that have active content on them for like playing, and that's a little on the frustrating side. So I think what I'm saying is before anybody else designs a UI for watching uh, videos, yeah. you should definitely talk to me. <laughs> and this is basically a huge issue. I've seen your UI design. It'll be like a blue, uh, like it'll be a grid. It'll have a blue like top, and then and <laughs> hey, I, I get I've gotten better. Um, the the this is very very true though for the <laughs> Xbox uh, Amazon Video on Demand app. Yeah, it is frustratingly. It takes a lot of clicking around to get it to go on to the next show yeah. to select different things. And I'm gonna have to check it out tonight. Yeah, I'll, I'll give g- you, I'll give my opinions next week. Give it a shot. When I was using it, it felt incredibly kludgy and i think mostly because they kind of designed it with the uh a a pseudo metro style interface that was designed to work with a connect yeah which everybody seems to be going with metro yeah and like i have no problem with the metro interface but not every interface needs to look like that right not everything needs to look like an iphone not everything needs to look like it there's different usage patterns i think the metro uh look has been really good on windows phone I think the implementation on the uh, Xbox has been really good. I'm not sure how I'm going to feel about it on as a PC. Yeah. I actually had a little bit of an issue on the Xbox with it because um, I'm dumb, I think, is the well, problem. Well, yeah, and yeah, realistically, I'm, I was trying to use my remote okay. to navigate back and forth around. Right. And I have And like, you then you're you, you weren't able to get between the menus quickly. Yeah, I was like, getting yeah. trapped in places and I'm like click 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 fuck. Yeah. Um so I, I set the remote down and picked if, up if my you just um, press up on the remote till it goes to the top tab, then it'll go over really easily. Just saying. Uh, entirely possible, but what I'm pointing out here is that there are there are interaction methods that are really good for um pressing with your finger. Yeah. And there are interactions that are really good for remotes. Yeah. And I think the Xbox's desire to try and have them both in the same spot isn't working for me. Yeah. Eh, but, you know, they, okay. it's it's a software thing. They can fix that easy. It, it's easy. <laughs> it's just loop back, though, onto our uh, initial discussion about the hardware on the Xbox and yeah. the iterations that they've gone through. I think this is like the third major... I can't remember if it's the third or the fourth. The first one was the Blades... Right, and then they went to kind of this uh, that the it was almost a semi metro scheme where like mm-hmm. uh, you had like the different pages or right. something. I don't know how to describe it as well. And then I think this is the third. I think this is my favorite though. Yeah, no, I, I like the look of it. I like the feel of it. Um, what I wish they would settle on is whether or not wh- what their input device is going to be. Yeah, because you can't have it both ways. You can't have something that works well for 
uh, hand gesture based approach and remote. Yeah. I think they need to just sort out the uh, a little bit better on the voice commands and my maybe if somebody can ever actually figure that out. The other thing is I think with the Connect, one of my problems with the Connect is as I'm like I've tried it too, right? And you, right. And it's kind of cool when you go, I just want to go to the next screen and you wave your hand and I just <laughs> as you whack the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's kind of cool. My problem is I wave to go to the next screen and then as I wave my hand back to reset to go wave to the next <laughs> one, it pulls it back again. I'm like, no, I'm where I'm, I started. So that needs like a grabbing motion. And I don't, yeah. Like it would be great if the connect like could well, see that I grabbed something and then moved it know, over or something. I as don't soon know. as they're able to integrate the leap that we talked about last week into the connect, well, we'll then be they able could to do clearly that they could do that. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. That'll, yeah. No, I get right on that. I'm going to give some uh, practice today to the, uh, um, voice navigation stuff and uh, see yeah. how I can make that work. I haven't actually played with it much other than, like what I was talking about in Mass Effect, where I'd say, open the door. Meanwhile, that took an extra yeah. second and a half more than it would have just to flick my thumb. So Right. Um, so Yeah, right. but go out there, use the Amazon Video On Demand app. It is awesome. It's Like I said, it saved me 100 bucks. I can now watch Amazon Video On Demand on all my TVs without being super frustrated. So it saved you 100 bucks because you didn't, I didn't have to buy a Roku. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, yeah, what that, I thought. I wanted that, to make that, sure that was the reason. In case that wasn't clear. But yeah, um, so I think that about does it for us this week, doesn't I, it? I think so. I think we're good to wrap up until next week. Well, that's good because that's the exit music. Yeah. Next week, we'll be talking about... I have no idea. Me neither, but other stuff that it will be fascinating, I'm sure. Yeah. 